Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, get ready to meet all your favorite Disney stars. It was the year 1787. In the city of Philadelphia, the Constitutional Convention was in session. We have been unavoidably detained by pranky spirits. Kindly remain seated in your doom buggy, please. I can't think of a better way to honor Walt Disney. After all, he's the one who inspired 100 years of magic. W Radio. And welcome to the WDW Radio Show, your Walt Disney World information station. I'm your host, Lou Mangello, and this is show number 450, and I'm back once again to not only help you have the best possible Walt Disney World vacation experience next time you visit, but to bring you a little bit of Disney magic with this podcast, videos, blog, live broadcasts, special events, books, audio tours, and more. You can find everything over at www.radio.com and subscribe to the show on iTunes. So whether you are a first-time visitor or have been to Walt Disney World hundreds of times, I think there are a few things, dare I say a top 10-ish list, that everyone should do at least once. And so this week, we're going to explore our list and ask you to share your own Walt Disney World bucket list. I'll then have the answer to our last Walt Disney World trivia question of the week and pose a new challenge for your chance to win a Disney prize package. Then stay tuned to the end of the show for some updates, announcements, and your voicemails. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's episode of the WDW Radio Show. Chances are, since you're listening to this show, you've visited Walt Disney World at least once, or at least are maybe planning your first trip, or maybe you're like, come on, Mangello, I've been 75 times, I'm going to be back again twice this year, but whoever you are, and how, however or often you visit, there's a good chance you have taken part in, I guess, sort of the, the requisite, classic, quintessential, or dare I say, quote-unquote, basic Walt Disney World experiences. You've been to the parks, you've been on Small World, yada, yada, yada. But I think there are some experiences, oftentimes beyond just the attractions, that every Walt Disney World fan, visitor, guest, enthusiast, however you identify yourself, needs to do at least once. And in fact, if I think about it, I could probably come up with, I don't know, 10 things. And Wait, I, when I think 10, I think top 10. And when I think top 10, I usually think of Samantha Brown or Stacy from Resort TV. But more times than not, I also think of little Timmy Foster, who is back this week for our top 10 things in Walt Disney World everyone needs to do at least once. Timmy Foster, welcome back. Well, thanks. If, you, if, you, if I knew Stacy was on, I would have gotten more excited <laughs> if i knew stacy was an option you probably wouldn't be here but <laughs> i wouldn't be here <laughs> all right so and i wouldn't blame you at all so. exactly exactly um so in, in in talking about this list right and which yes. we did not do <laughs> we did, i 
You right. told me, I swear, you told me about this 13 minutes ago. Right. We, so. <laughs> we, we never – People talk, out there, just so you know. So somewhat of a, a disclaimer, right? Uh, and when we say that we say everyone needs to do at least once, uh, obviously what I mean by that is it's certainly – not scary things or things you are, are unable or unwilling to do. I understand there are limitations some guests may have or impose on themselves and, and certainly uh, are understanding and considerate of that. But I think these are things, Tim, that, look, they could be simple, free, edible, magical, etc. but to me are part of the Disney experience and things that you can or should say, yeah, I, I did that at least one time. Sure, we can go with that. Well, see, now you get me frightened. So let me give through a couple of Timmy. Keep it clean, uh, please. Keep it legal this time. We're not. Let's not talk about the incident from two, 1997 with you. I think the well, statute of limitations has run, but it's a family show, so clean and legal um, at all times. No, um, I'm still paying for that one. But <laughs> you, thanks again, because I had it's a small world first on my list, so. Right away, thanks for taking it off. So, so think of this maybe as a you know your your Walt Disney World bucket list or the things that you Tim think that everybody should try at least once. And because I am a uh, I, I am at least trying to be a gentleman, I will as always let you go first because I'm sure you're going to ask me and the listener to go with you here. Go with me here. Now I'm going to preface it. I got. I'm going to confess now. I have some on my list because when uh, I was trying to think of what to put on this list, there were a few things I was thinking of that I haven't done yet that I want to put on my list. Meaning that I don't think I can really talk about them because I haven't. So I'm really hoping they're on your list, but we'll find out. I, I will tell you, um, I have an extensive list. I, I okay. have more than five. I have more than ten. So. Well, if you don't hit the ones, uh, I'm hoping you talk about them because I want you to build the magic in me to make me do these things that I pro- – we'll get to them. And I want to know the things you that you haven't them, done. I'm going to kind of push you in that direction. Good, so, and I want to know the things you haven't done and why. I don't know anything right. about it. So. Right. Uh, so the, for the things that you haven't done, I need to know why you have not done them yet. Uh, we can go into that. I'd like to. This is fear uh, is probably <laughs> at the top of. This Ooh. is a uh, therapy with little Timmy Foster session. So <laughs> you know, you might not want to look in <laughs> yeah. there. <laughs> Listen, this this may be a dark black hole. I probably so let's talk about your mother, Tim. Uh, no, Speaking right. of, <laughs> so, okay. <laughs> uh, wow. Okay, can I start now? Please. <laughs> All right. All right. First one on my list. I'm, I'm happy to say I did do this, and this, this was such a thrill for me. Um, I, uh, this is something I think most people are, are aware of but might not think to do or think they can do. Um, everyone has seen, I hope, has seen Wishes and has seen Illuminations. But have you seen them from a boat? And if you haven't, you need to because it's an experience you'll never forget. And I was fortunate enough to – do an Illuminations cruise a long time ago. I think Lou Mangello, the first trip I met you. Was it the first time? I wasn't time with we... you, but oh. I did on that trip do an Illum- Illuminations cruise, which is amazing. But for those not familiar with it, you board your pontoon boat well ahead of time. Um, I assume every 
they still do this. When I did it, we cruised all the way up to the studios and back as we were getting ready for illuminations and you park yourself under the bridge um, between France and that other country that's over there. And you have a front row seat for illuminations and it's experience you'll never forget. Um, you think you're close standing on the bridge, standing on the fence. It's nothing like being on the water. I also had the opportunity last time I was there to find myself on a Magic Kingdom or Wishes cruise, um, which again is is unbelievable. It's uh, whether you see you seen the fireworks from Main Street, from the train station, or wherever. Seeing them from the water on a boat is it's pure magic. What can I say? Um, the these are cruises though you have to reserve well in advance, which is might be a good reason why a lot of people might not have done it because they are you have to plan ahead of time i think ever since i did the first illuminations cruise i haven't been able to snag another one because i always wait too late to do it but um but if you plan ahead and you find yourself with the opportunity to do one of those cruises definitely do that and, and make that at least something you do once in your lifetime you'll never forget it so let me ask you this, and I and I yeah. love this idea, and I think it's something you should definitely do. It was actually somewhat woven into my list. Um, the <laughs> the well, because the reason why I'm I'm putting it this way is because there are many different ways to take a cruise, right? There's many. Different well, you places. know, and I was going to expand on cruises, but I was leaving that open. Because I knew you were going to do this. Well, because it depends on how you want to roll, right? Do you right. want to do you want to roll Timmy Foster style and do the Grand One, you know, the big forty-five uh-huh. foot yacht from the Grand Floridian? Yep. Do you want to do a little pontoon boat for wishes or uh, for illuminations? You could do that too. And there's fireworks cruises and pirates cruises and all these kind of things. Here's a question for you. Yes. Have you ever met Breathless? Have I? Uh, no. So I will tell you, and, and unfortunately, she is not there anymore. Um, one of the things I loved doing was taking cruises on Breathless, which was an old um, sort of a, a the old style sort of wooden boats that you can take from the uh, yacht and beach club marina. You get a really nice, actually, sort of depending on how fast you want it to go, cruise around the lagoon and then watch it from, um, you know, watch, actually watch it from the water. I think it's been out of service uh, since about 2010 or so, but it was a beautiful, beautiful old uh, mahogany boat, like from the twenties or or thirties that I think you could fit maybe four to six people. And it was one of the most enjoyable things I ever did. And of course, the ship was named after who? Um, Gilligan. Tinkerbell. Bre- Her name was Breathless. The Beatles. <sighs> it was from, Why do you do this to me? It every was time. from Breathless Mahoney. Oh, right. And where's she from? Pocahontas. <laughs> Gosh. From Dick Tracy. And of Dick, course. Right? From Why the old would Dick I know Tracy that? comics. But well, here's your Disney connection. Right? All the right. Dick Tracy comics from the 30s. He had like the first Apple Watch, remember? And yes. uh in I think 1990-91, there was the the Disney film, the Dick Tracy. Madonna. Which, yes. Was yeah. Breathless Mahoney. Okay. 
you know, and actually Dick Tracy was supposed to be a much bigger character and presence in the parks, the Diamond Double Cross show and all. No, nothing. We'll go back. We'll talk. No, that's... right. I'm I'm way I'm off. Sold. I'm way off base. I'm way off track. But anyway, Wait, breathless I, I is no more. The illumina- I want to add one more. Illumination screws, if you're lucky enough. Our captain, while we were waiting, sang Hakuna Matata, and we all got to join in. You, so, sa- you sang? Um, well, I made noises. <laughs> I, I guess the point is you never know what, you, what will happen on a Disney cruise. And, uh-huh. you, know, you know, you could do little well. Disney cruise. Not the big Disney cruise because I throw up on those, but – the little Disney. If you and the, the thing that's nice is if you want to sort of plus it up, you can even do like private dining on yes, the pontoon. You, you can have a you can have a butler or a or a whatever. Because <laughs> that's how you roll. Yeah, I, I want to I want a private my own butler. I want <laughs> my desserts. My I'm the butler. Like what do you do? My, I buttle. I buttle. What? <laughs> what movie? Oh, uh, Young Frankenstein. Come on, <laughs> man. Tim Curry? Oh. Never mind. Clue. Oh, what? Rocky Horror Picture Show. Clue. Woman? Clue's not a movie. <laughs> I need to go on. I need to move on. All right, move on. Quickly. All right. <laughs> so um, I, I really do have a lot. And and the first one, I'm probably going to weave like six of them into. Oh, come on. Just don't take any of mine. I'm going to. Well, hopefully. I, well, we'll see. I'll, I'll stop you if you do. Um, I think... Uh, again, understanding potential uh, physical and other limitations. I think that if you are able to, I think you should just ride every single attraction just to say you've done them all. But Lou, is that even possible? Why wouldn't it be? I didn't say ride them all on a day or ride oh. them all on a weekend. But if you oh. could say I have been on every single attraction in Walt Disney World, it's just one of those things that it might not be your favorite. Mm-hmm. But at least you can say you've done it. Can you say you've done it? I've done it. Wow. I've been on every single attraction. Impressive. And I've stayed at every single... Well, I'm moving ahead. <laughs> I just, oh, I just jumped. I, gotcha. just, I just gave Oops. it away. <laughs> Oops. Um, so, I, and, and it's just... I just think so... You know, it's like what I try and teach my kids. Like, don't... And this is not the same lesson for adults. But don't say you don't like it unless you've tried it. Right. Don't say you don't like funnel cake to me, Foster, until you actually try it. You can't say I don't like this attraction. For me, are certain attractions my favorites? Do I do them every time? No. But at least I can say, you know what? I've done them all. I've tried them all. And from there, I've been able to choose my favorites. Can I uh, cheat right now? Why wouldn't you? I don't know. Because you you did kind of take one of mine. Sort of. (laughs) Go ahead. But not quite. So I'm going to use – I'm just going to piggyback on yours, but this is going to be one of mine too. Assuming you were done what you were going on about. Clearly. <laughs> yes, I am now. I, I, I'm actually kind of amazed that only took 37 seconds but, or whatever. <laughs> and you didn't mention food, did you? Not yet. So what I was thinking along those same lines was to go out of your comfort zone. And not meaning – well, I wasn't meaning to go on every attraction, took them off your list, but um, kind of same idea though. You have you have your attractions you go on every time you go. Like you have to go on this, you have to go on that. And there may be some you don't go on for whatever reason. And 
I suggest you go out of your comfort zone. And that can go two ways. And now, you know, for me, going out of my comfort zone means, you know, small world with my eyes closed or something. But, um, but it could be talking about going on Expedition Everest or going on Mission Space just to say you did. Um, but I'm also thinking in the other direction, and I actually did this on one of the last few trips I did, is go out of your comfort zone in the other direction. If there's an attraction that you've always passed by because you think lame, it's just for kids, it's not for me, or I did it the first time I was here, I don't have to do it again 20 years later. Do it again. Check it out because you may be surprised. And the, the, what happened to me, and I might have told this story before, I had, I'm sure I rode the Tomorrowland Speedway when I first visited as a wee lad, whatever it was called back then, but had never done it since. I always brushed it aside as, oh, it's for kids and the wait's too long and I got better things to do. But the one of the last trips, I was standing there and I saw it. Wait, it wasn't that long. I said, no, I'm going to go. I'm going to try. And I forgot how much fun it was. I had a blast. And it doesn't mean it's going to rise up to my list of attractions. I have to go on every time. But you never know what you'll find. And it might be a thrill you'll never want to do again on Mission Space. But it also might be a thing you'll rediscover or a thing you had more substance than you thought. Enchanted Tales with Bell is another one that comes to mind for me. I would wander by it thinking it was just a kid's show. Went in last time, blown away by how magical and how spectacular it was. And now it's on my must-do list. So you never know. So if it's something that's not on your list, go out of your comfort zone. Give it a try. So, so what attraction is farthest outside of your comfort zone? Um, well, you know, it's funny. And, and when I asked you if you'd been on everything, I, I haven't been on every attraction and Astro Orbiters, I've never been on Astro Orbiter. So I would actually say that's the one that's farthest out. So it is not my not. favorite attraction, but the next time you come down, you and I, hand in hand, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll take the elevator up I and we will ride Astro Orbiter. You don't so say you, you, can, you can do anything you put your mind to. And you know what? You just might like it. Or throw okay. up on me. Either well, one. here, you're, you're good at throwing movie trivia out at me that I have no idea. I'll throw one back at you. You know, I, I wrote this before. I had a bad experience on it. Are you, like, are you like John Candy from Vacation? Yes. Like you, oh, my. Yes. And it wasn't on that. But so I, I'll sit I, in front and you sit in back. And this way, if you do, right. the I, right. On, not on that attraction. I didn't have problems. But on something similar, I have a spinning little problem. So... And only for that reason. Plus, it's you know the waits forever and all that. That's listen. One if thing you I have, have a, if you on. have a a real legitimate limitation, uh, well, sure, it, I, I certainly sure. get that. Yeah. But if if it's just you know, I want to try and I want to try and I want to I'm going to help you, Tim Foster. Well, well, here is another one like Disney Junior live on stage or whatever they're calling. It. You get I've sick never on that it. one too. No, <laughs> just I just, but, I, but I've never seen it. <gasps> I don't. I don't have little children to that would go. I don't really watch any of those shows, so I really would always pass it by. As I got other things to do, that's for kids. That's not mine. Then I would that tell you be, as a. I would tell list. you that I might go in and as a it. fellow or, author, 
yeah. a fellow author, you need to go and see it so that you can speak to it appropriately in your book. Then, so do it. But actually, Tim, since do it for kid, the kids, do it for the children. What? Maybe I shouldn't have fessed up to this. <laughs> it's a kid's book. I read. I love it. It's in a magical attraction. You oh, whatever. Every time uh, we're moving, I'm, we're sky. moving on. It's, we're you know, you're done before they close it forever. If they ever do, I should make sure I see it. So I'm going to um, – and these are sort of in no particular order other than just in sort of how I sort of brain dumped them um, just into some very, very quick uh, notes. Um, because I stayed in the, the, the Magic Kingdom uh, for a while for a lot of these, and I think something that you should try and do – and it doesn't cost you anything other than your time, and I think it's fun, and it's one of those things that you can say, I did this – I think it's a really neat feeling to say I was the very last guest out of the Magic Kingdom one night, right? Because when the fireworks are over, when the parade music has died down and the park closes, obviously you know that the parks will stay open uh, for a while after the official closing time to allow guests to leave, to shop, to wander their way out. And if you just sort of, you know, hang out in the shops and hang out on Main Street, uh, you'll slowly start to get sort of, you know, uh, encouraged to, to leave when you're done, but they're not going to really throw you out. So you get to see the Kiss Goodnight over Cinderella Castle that a lot of people don't see. You get to take pictures of the partner statue with nobody else around. You get to take amazing photos of Main Street USA with not another soul on it save for maybe you, and your family, uh, and I think those are just special. And I've done this a number of times. And while the photos are great, and the opportunities there, and, and are, are wonderful, you can do some really neat things. There was something about the the feeling that that sort of ownership that you had just for a few minutes of the Magic Kingdom all to yourself. Obviously, there's security, <laughs> there's cast members still there as well. But as a guest, you have that this view of Main Street USA, not with thousands of other people on it, but it's just you and Roy and, and Walt and that's it. And to be able to not just capture them on quote unquote film, digital or, or otherwise, um, it's just a really neat, it's a special feeling. It doesn't cost you anything again other than your time, but I think it's one of those things that you can do or should at least try to do, even if you're not the very last person out. Um, it, it's something really special, and you might not—I I might not be able to convey that feeling um, in in this format. But I promise you, it, it it's worth your time. It's worth your effort. And to say that, yeah, one night I was the very last guest out um, is a really neat feeling. I love that. Although I can I can hear. I can hear them right now. All the cast members who have to close screaming at you like, Lou, don't tell them that. We're trying to get him out. You're- <laughs> I mean, be yeah. res- obviously, be respectful of time. And at some point, they will, you know, they will say, all right, you, it, it's you time to You have to fumble serve. over the 10 photographers who are lined up at the front of Main Street over yeah, the tripod. Uh, waiting for you to get out. But. Right. At, at some point, it is time to start, you know, sort of moving on, especially if your shopping is done. But, but that, no, there's I something about that, that I, silence, too. Yeah, well, I I know we've I definitely have used this in some other top ten or two or three, but um, I'm doing that on in Epcot is also I think one of the great things like being in 
a little easier to do, I think, like, like being in World Showcase toward like being at the American Adventure Japan, like being in the back. And as Illuminations ends, you sit yourself on a bench, give yourself 10, 15, 20 minutes as everybody clears out. And it's like you said, it's, it's really magical at that time. Nothing's, I mean, shop, shops aren't open, attractions aren't open, but you can wander through the pavilions, nobody around, uh, music's playing, um, people are still eating, so technically you're still allowed to be there. It's not like you're breaking the law or anything, but, um, but having it all to yourself, uh, even if you can't do the shops or the attractions, but just the solitude. The sign, like you said, not hearing anything and yeah. being. Do you remember when they did ever do the? Um, did you ever do the Epcot after hours events? Uh, sure. You have no idea what I'm talking. So I for have no idea about a year or so, they did a series of Epcot after hours events where, for an additional fee, you could go into. It was Mexico. Italy, mm-hmm. UK, and oh gosh, forgive me that I don't remember. And they had sort of a special after hours, um, almost like a little tasting and appetizer menu, and, and there were cocktails available. But the neatest thing was that you were in Epcot with such a, a small group of people. And again, you sort of felt that you had that park to yourself. And yeah. for me, the best part about it was being able to walk out of the restaurant. And there was nobody there. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't another soul on the promenade. And whether you're walking with your friends, with your your significant other, your family, your children, whatever, it was just such a, a neat feeling. The, the the music was quietly playing in the background. There was a, a, a special sort of magic to the silence that was there. Yeah, I, I love, particularly like walking through the gardens in Japan, sitting in the courtyard in the, in the UK pavilion. Magical. So. All right, so back to you. Back to me. All right, I think you're going to love this one. I'm predicting. You're going to give me a I love you, Timmy Foster, after this we'll one. We'll see. I hope. Go with me here. All right. This one's free, too. And it's, how do I say this? It's to create Disney magic. You create Disney magic. Not have Disney create the magic for you. You do it. And you have the ability to do it. And I'm talking about – I don't want to use the phrase pay it forward because everyone says that. But passing that Disney magic on to someone else in whatever form you can. And I remember um, one time – and again, I think I've told this story before. Unfortunately, you can't do this today. But I had an instance where I had – me and my daughter had fast pass tickets for Test Track, which we weren't using. Saw a couple that – was at the fast pass kiosk back when you got tickets and just uh uh saddened because they had just ran out of fast passes for the day and the hour the the wait time was an hour and a half and it was their only day we walked up gave them fast fast tickets enjoy yourselves and the look on their face was priceless and they'll go home and they have a story to tell about disney magic that they experienced that she can't get anywhere else and uh, find any way to do it, whether it's uh, you could pay for the person's behind you meal at a counter service place. You could – one of the things I I actually enjoy doing this, oddly enough, if you're uh, watching Illuminations, for instance, and you, you find yourself – you're in a great spot. You're up against the fence. You're front row. You're on the lagoon. The show starts. You look behind you. 
there's some kids or maybe some people that aren't quite as tall as you and they're trying to peek around. I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I know you meant me. But you see them trying to peek around and, you know, I've seen it a million times. This might be the only time they'll see it. Step aside, please, please. Step up the fence. And, you know, whenever you do that, it's that's when you connect with with the people. And I know we say this about Disney all the time. It's it's about magic and about attractions, but it's mostly about sharing those experiences with friends. And these are new friends you're going to make. And you may never see them again for the rest of your life, but you've given them, again, it's a story they'll remember forever. And you know what? You're going to remember it too because you you had that feeling of creating magic. And you, you did. And you can do it. Um, by little gestures and things at the park. So I'd say next time you go, somehow, some way, create that Disney magic for someone you just happen to run into, whichever way you can. I like that, Timmy Foster. I didn't. No, like, you know, you don't like it. You love it. Well, because I didn't. I, I, I do. I didn't realize you had like so much of a soul. Then about I had you. compassion to myself. I know it's hard. Um, it's look, I, I think, and and part of the reason why. I love Disney other than the food and the attractions and the food is because I think for the most part, um, except sometimes when it's really hot and irritable in the summer, I think Disney brings out the best in people. I Mm. think that when you walk down the middle of Main Street USA, you find people smiling at one another and holding the door for each other and being courteous to each other that maybe they wouldn't do in real life, right? They don't do that necessarily when they cross through that threshold. I think Disney brings out the best in people and small, simple, friendly gestures like that, like giving somebody a space or, or do the, it, it's one of the things that I think embodies this idea of Disney magic that we talk about. So while I'm surprised that it came out of your mouth, I totally get it. <laughs> wow, you know, I, I went. You into know, this. I love you to death. So no, I see. I went into this one expecting <laughs> like Timmy Foster. That's why I love you, and, and what I, I get this. It's, it is why I love you. It is. I mean, yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> I came out of your mouth, young man. I can't believe you making little children cry all over the Magic Kingdom. Um, all right, so I am going to go in a somewhat different direction because sometimes <laughs> I think it's, it, you know what? I want you to do something for yourself. I want you to have an experience that maybe you hadn't thought about before. Maybe you didn't think was for you. Maybe you, ha- you thought you had no interest in. Uh, and it's something that I held off doing for a long time because I was afraid it was going to spoil the magic. And what I've come to learn is that by taking a backstage tour, it does the opposite. It very thank much you. enhances. Thank you for what? That's one of the ones I was hoping you would. Do. Okay. Uh, because I think it does. I think, <laughs> uh, I think it enhances the magic by understanding it more by getting a, a, a very deliberate and and uh, peek sort of behind the curtain to a certain degree you understand more it's a learning opportunity and i think that you really do get to um you get to see some of how the magic is made not in a spoilery kind of way but in a way that attracts your particular interest right maybe something that that you really love or makes you understand and appreciate the park more and look when i say backstage tour 
I don't just mean the tours that maybe you're thinking about where you go, you know, backstage at Magic Kingdom or in Utilidors. Absolutely, those are there. And things like Keys to the Kingdom and Backstage Magic are exceptional tours. But you probably don't know that there's a probably about, I mean, that the number changes, probably 25 to 30 different tours that you can take that take you to a variety of different locations, both on stage and backstage. So Backstage Magic, which is sort of, uh, to me, sort of the, the overall, the, the biggest and the best is, it's about $240, $250. Obviously, there's discounts in there. But it takes you backstage to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, and the studios. It's like a seven or eight hour tour for guests who are 16 years or older. It's a full day tour. It's wonderful. It's not spoilery in any kind of way, but you really get to understand and appreciate more. There's shorter backstage tours. Look, you can go to Epcot and take the behind the scenes tour at the Land Pavilion. I think it's still under or just about $20 for adults where you get to go. Um, so if you go to the lower level of the land, you can check in by sword and you get to go into the greenhouse. If you love trains, you could do the magic behind the steam trains tour. There's family uh, culinary adventure tours, dolphin tours, dive quest, Walt wilderness, family magic. There's flowers and gardens and holidays and uh, starlight safaris. And I mean, there are so many. Oh, I love, by the way, I love Timmy Foster. We got to do yeah. wild Africa trek together. Okay. I love, love, love it. Um, you could learn more about the the wilderness. You can learn more about World Showcase. You can learn more about the undiscovered future world. So whatever it is that your interest might be, whatever might pique your interest more, whether you want to do it individually or a gift to, you know, you're looking for the, the birthday or anniversary gift to give your husband or wife or something to do together with your kids. So many of these are phenomenal. They're so very well done. They range anywhere from probably an hour to I think the I think backstage magic is still probably the longest one, which is an all day seven hour tour. Um, there's you know AAA and DVC and AP discounts available, but I think taking giving yourself or giving somebody else a backstage tour, um, I think it really helps you to. Um, I want to say you sort of get getting to sort of look and appreciate what makes the magic happen is really a special opportunity. I had a great idea. You know, in, in the world of Disney magic, things just come together. So I'm thinking our last two respective items, we can combine them. Meaning next time we go down, you pay for me to go on <laughs> one of these tours with you. And you take on, you pass that Disney magic on to me and you, am I, am I selling it? Is mm. it working? I'll do that. But then you take <laughs> me to dinner because it'll cost oh, you. No, no, no. I'm on the losing end of that. Forget it. Forget it. Forget it. I ever said it. Forget it. Forget it. <laughs> no, I love that one. I was, that, and that's what I was hoping you would say, cause I have never done it and I've always wanted to, and um, and I think it's it's one of those things you said in the beginning. It's uh, it's cost time. You might think you might not have time to do it, but I still to this day I I have to make time to do this at some point. I'm gonna make you, you have come to down. make me make. We time to will do, this do it. Listen, I will. You know what? As my gift to you, my yeah. friend, I will take you. Not I, I. Look, I can certainly give you a tour, but you don't want to hang out with me. I will take you, uh, and the two of us together will do a Disney 
tour together, and maybe we'll even talk about it on the show. That would be great. I gotta make it work. And I, I, I will promise you, I will buy you a chore. Maybe two. <laughs> oh, I'll be back. I, sorry. Just a <laughs> smile on your face. My face will. Be All right, back to you. Back to me. Uh, let's see which one I want to do here. I'm going to do one. I, I'm. I brought this up. I bring this up all the time, but I want to bring this up because I. I think this one might be fleeting and getting away from us. Um, there's one attraction. If we're talking about attractions, you must do. And I know you said that wasn't in the rules, but you didn't tell me that ahead of time, so forget it. But there's one that I think everyone should put on their must do. Even though you might not think to do it, it's not a headliner attraction, doesn't come to mind right away, is one man's dream in Hollywood Studios. And I guess as I've mentioned this before, I'm sure, several times, but um, going there, much like you said, going behind the scenes will give you a behind the scenes look at the magic and what goes on. Visiting One Man's Dream will give you the background and the story and the history behind all of this that you're seeing and all that's around you. That it, this isn't just a park that was just put up. This has its roots in uh, going back well over 100 years. And, and you can see start to finish how it happened, get appreciation for things you might not have known about, um, see the film at the end and cry, which I always do. And I am mentioning this particularly because if you're going tomorrow or the next day, do make a point of doing this. Um, I don't know if it's days or numbered. I do know when I was there. Um, I couldn't cry at said movie I was talking about because they were showing previews of the Jungle Book in the theater. So, um, I'm not sure. You may know more than I do what the future of One Man's Dream holds, but if you have an opportunity still now to get down there, I would still put it at the top of your list of things to do to get an appreciation of the man behind all of this. Why you still can. So, I dig it, except for the yeah. people that are listening to the show five years from now. So, well, just... <laughs> well, in that case, go to... Uh, no, 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 listen, I think you're right. Um, I'm seeing it while you can. I think it's very much, a, a, it has for long been uh, an overlooked attraction. We did a very detailed uh, DSI, Disney scene investigation of it. Oh, gosh, I mean, probably four years ago or so. I'm trying to think. We probably did it on show, and now I'm trying to. Now I'm really trying to look because I don't remember. I'll link it up in the show notes. We did a very detailed walkthrough of uh, Walt Disney One Man Stream with Jim Corcus. Gosh, I don't even know. Like I said, probably four years ago, but I'll link it in the show notes. But um, it, it, it uh, if it goes away, I, I would hate to see it go because it is one of the, the attractions I really, uh, I really do enjoy at Walt Disney World. Yeah, and I, and I don't, and who knows what's going to happen. I, I the movie I know it's they've been using that as the preview for whatever the Jungle Book, Good Dinosaur, yeah. whatever. Um, <laughs> I've, if you're whether it's going to come back, I hey the Jungle Book's out, they got to put it back, right? So who knows? But um, but the movie itself, if you can see it, it it just uh, not not that it just makes me cry, but it's. Um, getting to know the man, like for you kids that don't know that Walt Disney actually was a person, and uh, and you'll get to learn what it is. And it's not boring. It's not just cold staring museum. It's actually pretty fun. But and by the way, it's show number one hundred forty. 
Oh, I, I could have told you that. You should ask. <laughs> From 2009. So time yeah. flies and you have fun. So. All right, let's um, let us keep moving on because this might Aren't be the longest. No, we're not, dude. No. I got. I'm gonna go faster though. I'm gonna tr- let's try and do these in a little bit more uh, rapid on, succession go. because I've got a lot, and I and I have a lot because I think there are a lot of things that everybody should do when they go to Walt Disney World. And look, I also understand that you know we're very fortunate, Tim. Look, I I live you know, steps away from Walt Disney World. You get to go down relatively often. I understand that people uh, sometimes can't go as often as they would like, and they are constrained by kids and vacation and when they can get off of work. But I will tell you that if you can, I really think that visiting Walt Disney World during the holidays, and I'm going to qualify and quantify what those holidays are, is something that you should try and do at least once. I think the holidays in Walt Disney World, and understand that the the Christmas holidays, <clears throat> the holiday season, begins pretty much the day after Thanksgiving until the first week in uh, January. There are busier and slower times, but Christmas and the holidays at Walt Disney World is truly special. It is a it is a different experience than if you go during any other times of year between the decorations and the music and the shows and the parades. I really, like, I, I love going to Disney during Christmas time. And by the same token, I also love going during the Halloween time. I, Halloween is arguably, like, one of, if not my favorite holiday of the year, not just because it's the only time I could wear my Ewok costume, but I love um, the fall decor, I love the Halloween music, the not-so-scary Halloween party. And if you've never done those before, visiting Walt Disney World during the holiday season, holidays, I mean, the Christmas holidays, uh, Halloween, uh, those are sort of really the big two. Um, you'll find that, especially for Christmas time, not only will you find experiences and decorations in the park, but the lobbies and Disney Springs, I mean, they really are sort of, the all the halls are decked for the holidays, and I think it's something that you need to do at least once. Ooh, I like how you did that. See what I did there, huh? Yeah, and I actually, I was going to, I was trying to interrupt you, but I didn't want to, because I have, there was one thing I wrote on my list, kind of a throwaway one, but it was a holiday one, so you didn't say it, so I'm going to sneak it in anyway. Uh, but first of all, I caught you in a lie because I saw – what did I see a couple of weeks ago? And you were wearing your Ewok costume. So don't <laughs> tell people you don't do that besides Halloween. So. All right. Saturday, every Saturday night maybe. So Yes. Yes. Um, now, the one, one thing at uh, during Christmas, which I absolutely love and is one thing um, you should make sure you do, even if you go multiple times because you know I've been there many times, but – you have to time this right. Um, make sure, at least once, you are on Main Street for the lighting of the dream lights on the castle, and see it. Um, it there's no words I can describe it. You will you will weep, you will cry, you will fall over, or you'll wonder why little Timmy Foster is falling over crying or or whatever. But um, but you definitely want to plan for it. If you're going to a Christmas party or come later, you're not going to you won't see it. So I, I know a lot of times we would go during the Christmas holidays, whether it was a party or just at a regular park day. Um, we'd go at night, we'd see all the decorations, but we just happened to time. So we weren't there 
right when they lit the castle up. But at, at least once, make sure you are there at that time. Definitely. And by the same token, if you can be there when they light the Epcot Christmas tree, that's also rather breathtaking as well. So just, just a little thing there, a little bit of careful timing. There but you go. won't regret it because you're <gasps> <gasps> you'll gasp. All right, back to Boy, you. Boy, you just that was silence. <laughs> I'm trying to move move on. <laughs> it's your turn. It is. I just I just gave you visits during the holidays. I know, and I just cheated and gave you my little tiny one I had, and I'm running low on my list, and you have oh, okay. three more, so you can go last. You can go next. All right. So something else that I think that you. Um, let's see something else I think that you definitely should do. And then, you know what? These are in no particular orders. Cause I'm going to make sure <clears throat> that I try it and hit them all. Um, Wait, can we, you, you want to try something fun? I'm fr- uh, frightened, but yes, <laughs> it doesn't. I, it, never. It, I'm the few I have that I was hoping you would mention because I'm I not done to, yet, dude. I got tons left. I know, but I want to make sure you do. I, I just want to fire it at you and then, you take it and run with it. Go ahead. Go ahead and steal it. Go. No, I'm give, not going to steal it. I'm giving it do to this. you. Do this. Give me I your last sure Give me you your last it. few so I don't steal yours. How's that? Well, the only one that I have left, uh, play mini golf. It's fun. All uh, right. So uh, let's take and let's well, – I'm going to expand <laughs> on that. Listen, I'm going to expand on that. <laughs> no, I didn't mean to blow that off. That's okay so. because it, I don't think you should – because I think let's use that and, and, and play off that because one that was on my list, actually next on my list, was to spend a day – Outside the parks. parks. Yeah. Yeah. So I think visiting and winter Summerland is my favorite. Going to the water park, whether it's Typhoon Lagoon or Blizzard Beach, uh, Disney Springs is now a destination that you can spend many, many hours there. So by combining those two or three activities, right, a day outside the parks, part of it can be at your resort, which sometimes are attractions in and of themselves, going to one of the water parks, playing mini golfs, spending some time at uh, at Disney Springs, a day outside the park will not only potentially save you money on park tickets, but will let you see a lot more of what, and look, go resort hopping even. I mean, mm-hmm. that that can, and obviously during the Christmas holidays, uh, is an attraction as well. Yeah. Can I throw another one at you? Go. Rapid fire, man. I'm ready. Lunch with an Imagineer. Oh. Go. I like that. Have you ever done it? No, that's why I want not. you to talk about it. <laughs> I really would love to. But so I, I have actually, I have lunch, I've had lunch with Imagineers before, but I've never actually done the uh, the lunch with an Imagineer, which is a special offering where, and gosh, I don't even remember, I don't know what the cost um, is at currently, and obviously it's subject to change with uh, without notice, but you can dine with an Imagineer, uh, I believe still at the Hollywood Brown Derby, uh, you do need to be, I believe, 14 or older, <clears throat> but you go into a private room at the Hollywood Brown Derby. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think they still take you into the bamboo room. Um, and they might do, don't they also do one with um, uh, dinner in um, Citrico's too? Of course they do. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to say yes. I think you do lunch. <laughs> I think you do lunch with an Imagineer. Obviously, I don't have my facts in front of me because I didn't know. Lunch with an Imagineer, I believe, is at the Hollywood Brown Derby. And dining with an Imagineer at night is at Citrico's. But it's a small, intimate setting with just a few people. And you don't know who your Imagineer is going to be, but you get to really talk with him or her about 
the process of becoming an Imagineer, what their day-to-day life is like, things that, that they've worked on. And I think, again, it's for, I think you have to be 14 or older, but if you have a kid that is, you know, a creative or wants to be a creative and is thinking about some type of a career, I think there's a great opportunity there for a, a young person, a young adult, or even you to really sit, to, to sit and chat in a slow, intimate setting and and talk to and even pick the brain of a, a real Disney Imagineer. All right, I'm going. All right, what's That's next? Good. This was actually a very broad one, so I... I'll just let you go. It's the basic idea is pamper yourself. And one thing um, we had come up with is at least once stay in the contemporary in the tower on the park side, even if it's just for one night. So I had exactly the same thing. I had indulge yourself, even if it's just once. And 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 now I was including, and you're going to expand on this because you have yet to take me to any of these places, but, uh, Dining at Victorian Alberts, yep. going to the Grand Floridian Spa, the Mandarin Spa, the Swan and Dolphin. Go, Lou, go, because you need to tempt my. I think that if you can, understanding you know financial constraints, but of if you course, can save maybe well, an Lou's extra, going to pay, so it doesn't. Ah, uh, Timmy, so. wait a minute. Uh, oh, but oh, if you oh, can oh, save oh, for oh. an extra month or an extra year, and you know what, if you're used to staying in in All Star or or uh, you know a, a Valley Resort. You know, treat yourself, even if it's for one night. Spend four nights in All-Star and spend one night over at Coronado or really indulge and go to the Grand Floridian for a night. Indulge in an exceptional meal at some place like Victorian Alberts or work your way up to, you know, Citrico's or Nakusi's. Treat yourself or a loved one. You know, I, I always prefer, if I'm going to treat anybody, I'm going to treat somebody else first before I treat myself. So treat your spouse, treat your kids, treat your mom and dad to a special souvenir. And I don't mean that $37,000 Crystal Castle on Main Street, USA, unless that's how you roll. (laughs) But, you know, do something, save a little bit harder, save a little bit longer, sacrifice a little more and indulge yourself just once, Um, you know, because you don't know when you're going to get back or if you're going to get back. And sometimes being able to treat yourself, or better yet, I get more joy out of treating somebody else to something really, really special is one of those things that you or he or she will probably never forget. Yeah, I, and this goes for, this is actually more, not for just, you're only going to be there once and that's it, but even for the people that are there once or twice a year, every year, um, you know, do it. Like I said, I haven't done some of these things and I'd love to. So What's the one, Tim, if I said, if I would grant your one wish, money somewhat not being an object, what's the one thing in Walt Disney World you've never done before that you'd love to do? You've got five seconds to answer. Four, three, two, one. Couples massage at the Grand Floridian. Uh, uh, Dude, that was um, the creepiest thing you ever could No, said. I know, and I didn't want to say it. Um, <laughs> Uh, Your five seconds are long over. They, if the yeah, well, you mentioned the, a private yacht cruise with a butler, private dining with me and my most significant loved one. Very nice, princess. Yeah. Um, all right, anything else? Uh, did it? Did it? Did it? Glad I can't read my own writing. Do the thing. Writing. Create Disney magic. Uh, go to uh, the. Take your daughter to the tea party at the Grand Floridian for five hundred and sixty-seven dollars. Well, that, that kind of falls in our last one. But, but no, that's not because there's all there's there's multiple different ways um, to do tea in Walt Disney World. 
you can do afternoon tea at the garden tea room um and it's not um it is you know there's 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 different tea room packages you can do the perfectly princess tea party which gives you the american girl doll and the full experience but you can go to afternoon tea at the garden tea room and we actually did this on the show gosh i have to try to remember um Oh God, I'm gonna. Have, I'm looking it up. Uh, we did. I wasn't so, on that show. I know. That. Uh, no, but uh, episode number 435. We did a live review of afternoon tea at the Grand Floridian with Emma, who is from the UK, so they know afternoon tea. And we had such a lovely time. Um, and it was not expected. And actually, Timmy Foster, dare I say, spoiler alert, it was a good value. Well, there you go. See that? Oh, actually. And something you you can help me out on this because I didn't know a lot about it. This we um, this is a hard thing to say. Like it's we're saying things you must do at least once. Um, I'm thinking of things that I've stumbled upon that I didn't even know were there, um, which kind of makes it hard to plan to do it the next time you go. But the last time we were there and the, uh, we're sitting in the Grand Floridian, we saw the Princess Promenade, hmm. which I I actually didn't know was a thing. And um, I, I and I'm speaking out of ignorance. I don't know how often they do it, when they do it, and and so forth. But for those who don't know what it is, uh, Cinderella and Prince Charming start uh, up from the top balcony in the Grand Floridian uh, lobby, and they walk down the grand staircase, do a dance in the middle of the floor. Um, children are invited to join in. They can dance with Cinderella and Prince Charming, and it. We were just sitting there enjoying ourselves, and it, this just happened with no fanfare. And the obviously the looks on children's and parents' faces were priceless. But um, uh, if you can find that, that's cool. But um, but again, it's one of those things like you you you've, you're there. You just kind of stumble upon something magical you didn't know was there. Well, but it kind of goes against what we're talking about because you can't plan to do it if you don't know. Right, but I, but I do love that. And you know, sometimes you always have to be sort of uh, open and aware of things like that that are unannounced and unexpected and not on any calendar or any guidebook or any guide map. But as they happen, um, those are some of the, the most wonderful experiences that you can have. But these are things that everybody needs to do. These are your must-dos to, st- to, to steal from Stacy. Must-dos at least one time. Do you have anything else? Because otherwise I will bang through I'm the rest of my done. list. Go. You are on. All right. So we've got um, – let's see. I'm sort of going down. All right. So we've got Indulge Yourself. Uh, I, I actually put Stay in a Walt Disney World Resort on this list, and I know we touched on it briefly, because I think if people say, well, you know, I, I stay off property because we're used to uh, staying in a vacation home or we're trying to save money, I think you'd be surprised. And it also goes back to this idea of indulging yourself. There's nothing like staying on property. There's nothing like the experience that surrounds you and envelops you from the moment you step on property and continues onto your resort. Um, I also think if you've never done it before, I think, Timmy Foster, you need to. Like, it is a true must-do to have a character meal. And I don't care if you're 8 or 80 or anywhere in between. You don't need to have a child, right? Because Disney World brings out the child in all of us. I think treating yourself to a character meal and allowing yourself to be a kid again and interacting and playing with those with with, with the characters and having fun with them um, is so. 
it's so different than meeting than standing online and meeting them in the parks because of the way the interactions take place and the character meals take place in the parks outside the parks you can even if if you want to find a, a certain character um you know a, a, whether it's a prince or princess or anything in between find the character that you want to have or the type of experience you want to have and it goes back to indulging yourself possibly in a character meal where's your favorite if you have one I don't know. You know what? It's a hard question because I haven't done some in a long time. But you know what, man? There's still something about uh, Winnie the Pooh in Crystal Palace. I can't believe you said that. And the little parade. Although I feel bad. Like I have to hide my bacon when Piglet comes by because it just. (laughs) That's gross. It's a lot. It's guilt. I just feel a lot of guilt. No, you know how weird it is you said that? Because when you said character uh, meals, I thought, damn, I meant to put that on my list, but I didn't. I am staring right now next to me. I'm not lying on my desk. A picture of me and my wife in the Crystal Palace with Piglet. That's the picture on my desk right now. See? How how magical is How creepy is, is that? that? All right. See? So I'm going go to quickly go through. I think that if you've never done it before – Look, man, I know you're on vacation. Get up early. Go and see the welcome show outside the Magic Kingdom 15 minutes before park opening. Right? I think I will freely admit I've seen this show hundreds of times. I still get choked up. And I think I get choked up not because of the music, not because of the Disney characters, not because of the railroad and the sound of that train whistle, man. It gets me every time. But oftentimes I will turn... And not necessarily watch the show that is taking place on the train station, but I will turn and watch the guests because it gets me choked up, man. When I see a family and the the faces on those kids and the faces on these parents as they watch their son or their daughter up on their shoulders, like sitting there with their mouth agape because, you know, the, the characters, Mickey's waving at her or at him, um... There, I don't know. Maybe I'm just a, a sap, but it gets me every time. And you and are, I watch. That's that's good. So I like you being sappy. Thank you. Uh, and so and, and I put this on my list too. I think that if you've never done it before, and and this may sound like a, a go with me here, I think going to Walt Disney World with a child is something that you need to do once, and. When I say even if it's not your own, I don't mean it in a weird way. What I mean is that if you've got a nephew or a niece or a grandson or a granddaughter or family friends, uh, sometimes it's even better when it's not your own so you can give them back at the end of the night. You know, <laughs> watching, I will tell you as a parent, man, I don't know why I'm getting all sappy, but the first time I took my daughter and I remember it like it was yesterday and it was way too many years ago for my comfort but she was in her stroller, her face covered in ice cream on, on Main Street, USA, and the parade starts coming by, and she just stopped. And her big eyes widened even more, and this smile came on her face, and she reached out. She had no idea who the characters were or what the music was, but the lights and the sounds and their faces, like, it was transformative for her. And I do, I get choked up because I can see that picture. I actually think it's in my first trivia book too of her. And does she remember it? Of course not. Will I remember that for the rest of my life? Absolutely. I love that. 
Now, I get to share my story now since you shared yours. But, you know, uh, the flip side of that, too, is true. Going, um, having, I've done this, like having gone with uh, my family, wife and daughter, um, it was a long time before I was able to go with my parents who lived, ended up living down there for a while. And I'd never been with them except when I was six, but I don't remember that. Um, but it's kind of the same thing, but but opposite. Like if if you were if you don't normally go with your parents or other members of your family, you get the same thing. You see the look on their face. You get to share the magic with them. You know, I get the same kind of feel. But but I'm like you. I have so many memories of uh, when my daughter was there for the first time and how we would how she would she wanted to fill out her kid cot uh passport book and it was i 132 degrees out there i don't know what it was but she wanted to go all the way around and she was dedicated and like you i could see that that magic she got it and um all of a sudden, it didn't matter that it was hot and it, we were tired, and we were sweaty, and all that. I I was gonna stick it out with her and stay with her because this was this was a moment we were sharing together. So I hear you, and I get choked up too. So so now I'm gonna do a, do a complete 180 for my next one because I think that if you've okay. never done it before, I think you need to go to Walt Disney World alone. I, I think you need to go solo. And when I say solo, I don't mean the cup or the deceased space pirate from Star Wars. I mean, you need to go to Wait, Walt spoiler? Dis- yeah, right? Um, I on. think there there is something special about going to the parks with just you and your thoughts and doing whatever is it you feel like you want to do without having to worry who's tired, who's hungry, who doesn't want to do this. Um, what I, I've gone to Disney in the past when I first started like working on my book and things like that. And people are like, man, that's so weird. Like you're going on vacation by yourself. But I think I'm, and I'm sure there's people who are listening who go, you go by themselves and really enjoy Cause look, you can be as alone as you want to be. So if you want to be solo and just do your thing, you can, but there's no friendlier pace place on the planet. So if you go solo but want to meet new people and share a meal with somebody or sit next to somebody and start a conversation, I think there's no friendlier place on earth in order to do that. I think Disney is the exception for a lot of places that you might not normally want to do uh, by yourself. But you can go at your own pace, right? You can do what you want and you can spend as much time alone as you want to be. Um you know, still to this day, man, I, I go a lot on my own, and it's a very different type of experience. Well, I wish you'd ask me once in a while, but, you know. <laughs> All right. Now, it was funny that I remember the first few times I, similar to you, I, I went myself to to do quote-unquote research and so forth, and, you know, it felt weird. People thought I would say I'm going alone, and they thought it was weird. Uh, but it is. There was something to be said for going at your own pace. Or I, I remember for me the the thing I remember about doing going alone is uh, like illuminations. Everyone's standing on the bridge for forty five minutes waiting for their spot. You're by yourself. You you can squeeze up at the last minute in a spot usually if you're not having to worry about the five other members of your family. But um, but yeah, it is it is neat exploring by yourself. 
All right, very quickly, because we're running way longer than I expected. And this we is this top 10 is like a top 76, but I don't care. Who's I still surprised? Think, no right. Surprised. Um, I think you should go to one of the outdoor movies, right? I think <gasps> all the Disney resorts have outdoor movies every night, weather <clears throat> permitting, normally poolside. They have these cool blow-up screens. Normally there's, there's food nearby. Sometimes there's dance parties or campfires or food nearby or food nearby. And we could sometimes you could watch from inside the pool. I did that once at uh, Animal Kingdom Lodge. It was awesome watching Disney <laughs> movies from the pool. Like it was so much fun. Again, it's a, one of those little simple pleasures. Qu- last couple of ones, real quick. I think everybody, it should be like a rite of passage, needs to get a haircut on Main Street USA. <laughs> I knew you were going to say I, it. There is, man. There's something. Uh, I don't know. It's sort of like a rite of passage, right? Whether you do it for your kids or you get it for yourself, it's the best $18, $19, I think, that that (laughs) you're going to spend. It's a lot of fun, and it's a great photo opportunity, too. Mm -hmm. Um, And? I think that you should celebrate good times come on. Some sort of special occasion at Walt Disney World. Birthday, anniversary, holiday, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, Arbor Day, (laughs) whatever it is. Um, But it's best when it's your special day or your kid's special day or an anniversary because of... Uh, you do get a little bit of special attention, right? You're made to feel special. You get that that birthday button. Sometimes special, magical things happen. And for me, and I know like my kids, you know, the memories that you take from saying, yeah, we, we spent this anniversary there. We spent, you know, my 10th birthday there. We'd spent whatever this, this special holiday was. Um, you, could make a, you could make a special trip even more special. You, gave, I, you made me think of one. Real quick. Can I throw one in there? I have to let you now. You have to let me now. All right. When, if you uh, are traveling with your children, uh, make it a point, uh, assuming your vacation is long enough, give your children, child, their day. Put them in charge. Like this day we're going to do whatever you want. We're going to go to the park you want. We're going to eat where you want. If you want to sit in the room all day and watch cartoons – that's what we're doing. But give your child their day. They're the boss. They're in charge. I, I, I think it's a great gift you can give to them, and they'll love it. And I, I like it. That's I all. Like it. We, we made that a tradition when we went, and it was the wonderful thing. And you know what? I think we had the most fun on those days, as it turns out. So, so my last one, my, my last one in terms of things I think you need to do at Walt Disney World at least once um, – this is sort of a go with me here, but I think you, you'll oh, get boy. it. Um, I think when you go to Walt Disney World, especially, I think you need to allow yourself to be a kid again. Even if you're going as a parent and as a spouse or you're leading a group of people or it to make I think there you, you've got to, and sometimes it's harder for people, especially first time, you need to sort of, Drop your guard a little bit, especially in places like the Magic Kingdom, and let yourself just go and do whatever it is that you feel and be a kid again and take pictures with characters and have Mickey bars for lunch and and do all (laughs) of these things because that's what this is all about, man. Like That's what this place really is. It's about uh, allowing yourself to, to do that, to drop all of the guards that you have on yourself about 
feeling silly or looking stupid or whatever it is, you're hopefully surrounded by people that you love or people that you're never going to see again. So it doesn't really matter. And that for me is when you let that inner child in you come out, uh, because I think that's what the parks were designed for. Um, I, I, I promise you, you will have a, uh, a much better experience than you probably ever thought you could. I will only amend that by saying that I don't agree that you should make that a point to do once in your life when you're there. Well, I think that if you do be it sh- every day you go. Right, cuz if you do it once, that's your thing. if you do it once, then you, you're going to do it every time. That's right. See, I was that's trying a, to trick a, him. I was tricking a, him into doing it. I I see what you did there. I see what you did. I like it. I'm amazed that you didn't, even though you said food like 27 times in a row in that last one, but you didn't did. really nail a pure food one. I I'm, did not. I am I, I'm, I'm astounded. I'm aghast. Shot. I'm amazed. I'm, I'm proud of you. I'm Who's proud Lou Mangiello? Where is Lou Mangiello? What have you done with him tonight? I, I, I know. You somehow mentioned food when you were in the pool watching a movie. I don't get that, but you did, a, you, you did well. Thank you. But you I are, have you are coming along. Well, I, I'm I'm proud of you. I have one last question. Yeah. It's not for me, is it? It's not. I, I want to know so. from you, my friend, who is sitting around the table with me and little Timmy Foster, I want to know what is on your bucket list. And I dare you to dream big or think small. What's that thing that you believe everybody needs to do at least once or the thing maybe that you haven't done yet that you're like man i really want to do this this is the thing that i need to do the next time or one time when i go to walt disney world and there's plenty of ways that you can let me know what are they i'm going to tell you you can go to wdwradio.com click on this week's podcast go to the show notes and leave your comments there we will certainly keep the conversation going i will be checking it out and i will make sure timmy does as well okay you can tweet me i am at lou mangello on the twitter you can go to facebook.com slash lou mangello or slash radio leave comments there or better yet I want you to be on the air. I want to hear from you. I want to hear the passion and the emotion and the hunger in your voice. So call 407-900-9391. It's 407-900-WDW1. And then when you hang up the phone and wipe off your tears and wipe the chocolate sauce off your face, then you go to celebrationspress.com and sign up and get (laughs) all future and back issues of Celebrations Magazine in print or in digital form. Plus, you said holidays. I did? You did. I mean, I did. You did. So when you're there, don't forget we also have a Halloween collectible book, Christmas collectible book. They're so much... That's all. <laughs> well, we'll make sure we put the link in the show notes. But it is. But I like your. I like your proviso of wipe the chocolate sauce off your face before you come to. The yes, because otherwise you get chocolate sauce like on your keyboard, and it's it's a mess to clean up. I know from experience. Yes, it's, Timmy it's, Foster. Listen, there's nobody I love doing top tens with more than you, except for Samantha Brown. Uh-huh. And Stacy. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a, there's a, it's a short list. It's a short list. Two right. pages, I, I max. Don't blame me. But 
Um, you know I love you, and I love having you on. You, um, you have made my and so many other people's Walt Disney World experiences better since the day I met you at the Walt Disney World Swan oh those many years ago in 2005 and uh, you have made my life better and hopefully the the lives and vacations better of everybody that you touched and reached because of the show uh, well same same back at you for real ditto I'm gonna get I'm gonna get you on Astro Orbiter <laughs> All right, well, I'm not going to sit near you. I probably won't even sit within the like in a, a, a general radius of the attraction itself, just in case. You know, come to think of it, I've I've never been on Triceratops Spin either for the same reason. All right, why don't we take baby steps? Why don't no, we go on Triceratops you know Spin? You know why I'm I'm nervous about this? You're not recording this, right? Of course I am. All right, so I'm going to let the excellent. <laughs> I would I, I I wouldn't have an aversion to this ride, but I hadn't ridden the magic carpets of Aladdin, I think, until I was with you and your daughter was at the controls. And up and down and up and down. I think you were not in the car, so you didn't have to put up this <laughs> I'm so scared of spinning rides now and it's partly her fault. So Nice. You're blaming say. my kid. Hey, it's time for our Walt Disney World trivia question of the week, where I invite you to test your knowledge of Walt Disney World history or see how well you pay attention to the details. Not just in what you see, but sometimes in what you hear, maybe even in what you taste. If you think you know the answer, you can enter via email or our online form for a chance to win a Disney prize package. But before we get to this week's question, let's go back, review last week's, and select our winner. So last week I asked you where in Walt Disney World you could find the Tip Top Club. And this one was a little tricky because it's not a real club in Walt Disney World, but a detail found at the Hollywood Tower Hotel. So obviously I was looking for the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror, and you had to be really observant in order to find this one because references to the club could be found not just in the pre-show, the hotel lobby, but in the post-show area when you go over by the ballroom. So in the pre-show, just before you split left or right to go into the library, you'll see the directory with the falling letters that talks about the Stardust Room and the library and the lounge, and the very bottom it says the Tip Top Club is located at the top of the terror. <laughs> I mean, actually, the top of the tower, 40 and slip there. So it's located at the top of the tower, but as you exit the attraction and go into where the desks are and some of the, uh, the faux doorways to some of the ballrooms, you'll also see a sign saying that the Anthony Fremont and his orchestra is appearing at the top of the tower in the Tip Top Club. Now, if you ever watched and enjoyed the original Twilight Zone series from the 50s like I do, you know that Anthony Fremont actually makes a reference to one of my favorite episodes, It's a Good Life. In that episode, young Anthony Fremont, who's played by Billy Moomy, who you might remember from Lost in Space, Nerd Alert, is actually possessed with the ability to read minds and is not the nicest kid in the world. He's obviously having some preteen issues. Anyway, I don't want to spoil it for you, although the Jack in the Box and Cornfield scenes are awesome. Anyway, very, very long digress, uh, digression uh, notwithstanding. So Anthony Fremont and his orchestra references the It's a Good Life uh, Twilight Zone episode from the 50s. It can be found 
in the pre-show area and most notably for me in the post-show area. See if you can find it on the sign and by one of the doors to the ballrooms. So getting back to the point at hand, that was our trivia question for last week. Wow, that was so circuitous, Lou Mangiello. And what I did is I randomly selected one of the correct entries, whether you answered via email or from the online form. And last week, you were playing for a special prize. You're playing for the 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World book, all seven of my virtual audio tours of the Magic Kingdom, a WW Radio Magic Band cover, WW Radio stickers, and the very special extra prize is a Club 33 pin all the way from Disneyland that I brought back just for you. So I randomly selected from all the hundreds of correct and very extensive and exhaustive answers, I randomly selected one of those entries. And last week's winner, randomly selected, is Peter Singleton. So Peter, congratulations. Thank you so much to everybody who played. Peter, send me your address. I'll get your prize package out here right away. But if you played last week and didn't win, that's okay. Because here's your next chance to enter in this week's Walt Disney World Not-So-Tricky Trivia Challenge. So I'll try and make this week's question a little bit simpler for you. Chances are you've been on Spaceship Earth and Epcot. So tell me, the family that's watching TV in the late 60s scene, after you pass by the telegraphs and the telephones and and radio and movies, the family watching that uh, TV in that scene is watching a broadcast hosted by whom? That's it. All you need to tell me is who's hosting the broadcast being watched by the family in the late 60s scene in Spaceship Earth. This week you have until Sunday, June 26th at 11.59 p.m. Eastern to email your answer to contest at www.radio.com or go to www.radio.com slash 450. Go to this week's show notes. There's a form you can fill out right there. Be sure to include your address. This way, in case you win, I can send you your 102 ways to save money for an at Walt Disney World book, all seven of the audio tours, your Magic Band cover, and your stickers. So good luck and have fun. That's going to do it for this week's show. Thank you again so very much for spending and sharing some of your time with me. I understand it is your most valuable commodity, and I appreciate you taking me along with you in the car, on the treadmill, or at work. I also want to thank some new members of the WW Radio Nation family, including Ashley Scary, Scott McLean, and Donald Allen. I truly appreciate the love and the support. And if you, listener, want to help the show and get cool cool rewards every month, including monthly scavenger hunts, access to our private Facebook group, personalized Magic Band cover, logo gear, backpacks, shirts, care packages, exclusive live monthly group video calls, and lots more, you can visit www.radio.com slash support. Again, it is completely optional, totally up to you. Great way for you to help show your support for the show. And also don't forget that a portion of the proceeds of your contributions will go to the Dream Team Project to benefit the Make-A-Wish Foundation of America. Also, don't forget that in addition to the podcast, please visit the site over at www.radio.com. We are so fortunate to have such an amazing team of blog writers from around the around the world, actually. Also, you can join me every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern for WW Radio Live. I do live video broadcasts and chat with you every Wednesday at 7.30 p.m. Eastern over on Facebook. You can follow me at facebook.com slash Lumangelo. Be part of the conversation and the show. Also, you can follow me on Twitter Instagram, Facebook, at Lou Mangiello. You can email me, lou at www.radio.com if you have a question you want heard on the air 
Or if you want to be on the air yourself, call the voicemail at 407-900-9391. That's 407-900-9391. You can call, comment on this week's show, your favorite episode. Just say hello from the parks, anything at all. But of course, you know, as much as I love connecting with you online, nothing beats a handshake and a hug. So if you click on the events tab at www.radio.com, you can find out about upcoming meets of the month in Walt Disney World and special events on the road, like our e-ticket adventure cruise this November from New York to Puerto Rico, our double dip on the dream next year to Castaway Key. And our next meet of the month is this Saturday, June 25th at the Sunshine Seasons Food Fair from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. over in the Land Pavilion. You can get yourself something to eat, something to drink. There's restrooms. More importantly, it's air conditioning. And hey, get there early. Maybe you can take a ride on the new Soren as well. Uh, I also have other meetups and events not in Walt Disney World as I am on the road traveling to speak to conferences and businesses and to schools. And if I can maybe help you in that area or to turn your passion into your profession, you can visit loumangelo.com. Thanks, as always, to Mouse Fan Travel my recommended official and really the travel agency that I use and love for more than 10 years. If you're going to world land cruise adventures by Disney or basically anywhere on the planet, Becky Mankin and her team can help you with that over at mousefantravel.com and little Timmy Foster is hanging his shingle out over at celebrationspress.com as you heard from this week's episode. And as always, my friends, and you are my friends, whether we have met yet or not, all I ask is that if you like the show, Please let other know let others know about it. Tweet out that you're listening. Share it with your friends on Facebook. The more the merrier. And please, if you can, take just a couple of seconds to rate and review the show over on iTunes. Thanks to you, we have more than 1,100 five-star reviews. I want to thank some recent reviewers like K Hawkins 0503, who says it's so inspiring to see somebody doing what they love and having a positive impact on people around them. Thank you so much for that. JMWA47 says, My son and I love to listen to the podcast in the car together. That's why it has been, always shall be, 100% family friendly. So you and the kids can listen together. And Big J5, thank you guys so much. Visit slash iTunes for instructions and a link right over to iTunes as well. And finally, and most importantly, thank you all so, so much. Uh, you don't know how much it means to me. Not just that you take the time to listen to the show, but the emails and the tweets and the Facebooks and the sharing and just the the love that you show me in so many different ways and show each other that I see when you guys come out and get together at the Meets of the Month. I'm really looking forward to seeing you hopefully this Saturday in Epcot or hopefully at an upcoming Meet of the Month in the future. I want to thank you again so very much for your time and the love and the support and whatever it is that you want to or hope to or dream to do. You know, I I think back of a a quote from a movie I just watched again recently from The Hunchback of Notre Dame from Quasimodo. Today is a good day to try. So whatever that thing is that you want to do, don't wait because life is way too short and we just don't know what tomorrow can bring. Today is a good day to try. Go and try whatever that thing is that you want to go do. Have an amazing week. Thank you again. Until next time, see ya. Hi, Lou Mangiello. This is John Delancey from Southern Mississippi. Uh, just finished listening to the Boathouse live review, and thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I have been looking for somewhere to get carpaccio and swordfish steak, and you have pointed me in the right direction. I cannot wait to go try it. 
And uh, here's a sarcastic thank you as well, because my wife told me the last time we were at downtown Disney slash Disney Springs that we should have gone there. So my mistake, but thank you for helping prove her right. So uh, thanks again for all you do. I uh, love listening to you. You help me put on my Disney armor every morning before heading to work. Uh, and uh, best of luck and uh, wishes for, for you and yours as you continue doing what you do. Thanks again. Bye-bye. How's it going, Lou? This is Brian Rainey again um, from Kansas City, Missouri. Just at Walt Disney World. It's Tuesday, May, what is this, 14th, 15th, 18th maybe, I don't know. But it's a Tuesday. But anyway, I'm in Epcot and been here a few days now, and I had a great meal at Marmo de Asia. Those may have been some of the best ribs I ever had, and you know I'm from a barbecue town, but those those ribs were awesome. But looks like from your Twitter page you're at Disneyland right now. But man, when you get back, make sure when you get back, go directly to that deluxe burger, that new place in town center, and get that s'more shake. That may have been the best shake I've ever had, and I gotta get another one of those before I leave. But anyway, um. Right, right here in front of the Germany Pavilion in Epcot, and I'm gonna go down to Mexico, maybe ride the boat ride, and probably hit up Test Track in a little bit. But I'm just sitting here on a park bench, just enjoying the view, watching the monorail go by. But anyway, try to call you before I leave. See ya. Hello, Lou Mangello. It's Darlene Nagy from West Seneca, New York, calling in to say we are almost 65 days away from my Walt Disney World family vacation. We cannot wait to get down there with our nieces and have a wonderful time. And it is almost 100 days until my daughter's Alicia gets married. Yay! And we are 142 days away from the e-ticket adventure from New York City down to St. Martin, Tortola, and then Puerto Rico. Whoa! That is going to be so much fun. And bringing my friend who's going to need a vacation something fierce in a few months. She's going through a tough time, so this is going to be great for her. She's on this countdown. She can't wait to go. It's one of the things that makes her smile is the fact that we're going on this e-ticket adventure with you. So that said, then we have a double dip next June, almost one year away. Oh. I wish I could go, but I can't, but I know I'm going to see plenty of fun pictures from that cruise, too. Have a wonderful night. Peace, love, and happiness. Thank you for all your positivity, Lou, and I love my WDW radio family with all my heart. Thank you, and again, have a magical night. (laughs) 